podcast. Episode 30. Yes. The gang is back together again, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, we got Rashawn back. All three of us. Rashawn is back. Welcome back, sir. Yes, thank you. It's good to be back. Officially. We're going to talk about that. Before we get into that, (laughs) for those listening and not watching, uh, allow us to introduce ourselves. My name is Perry. I'm Ben. And I'm Rashawn. And we make up the Wrist Check Podcast. Tonight, we have a... Very special guest. A very, very special guest. In the house with us, Curtis McDowell. Thank you for having me. Such a pleasure to be here. Olympian fencer. Yes. The Incredible. Olympian. <laughs> Next to an Olympian. Yes. We've, we've made it, ladies and gentlemen, if you can't tell. Uh, right. Things are a little different. We're Hollywood now. A little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I should have worn my sunglasses. <laughs> um... But getting back to it, you've been you've been you've been missing in action for a while. Where have you been, my man? What's going on, man? Um, you know, I, I was I was bumming it out in Montauk. It was amazing. Bumming it out in Montauk. Bumming it in Montauk. There was a lot of a lot of surf action happening. I call it I call it you know um, what is it um, barefoot luxury. Mm. Okay. Like that. Um, it's a new term. Like I was out there. <laughs> Barefoot luxury. I, like I was. That. I was. I would. I was out in Montauk, hanging out for a couple weeks, um, kind of like a work play uh, thing. And you know, the the funniest thing was that I. I I didn't wear shoes the whole time. Like I was literally barefoot. Oh it was God. either barefoot or like thong sandals. So you, you talked about it on the, the last episode that we shot with Frank. Yes. But um, you were just with us for a day. For those, yeah. in, in case you're watching or listening and wondering, you're saying Rashawn was on the last episode. Yes, he was. But he just came to shoot with us and then he went back to Montauk. Yeah, he left the next morning. Left yes. the next morning. Oh, yes, wow. yes. Uh, yeah, but I, 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 I remembered one of the things that you said during that time that you were with us, the short time you were with us, he said, man, I haven't worn socks in like three weeks. <laughs> yeah, yes. Just living a different lifestyle. Living a different lifestyle, bumming it on the beach. How'd it feel to be wealthy? It felt real good. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> Steak and lobster for breakfast, Ooh, lunch, and dinner. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. <laughs> yes. Just Respect. Be, just catching yourself? Yo, listen, it was great. It definitely, it definitely was. Did a Love little bit that. of fishing, a lot of surfing. Okay. Okay, yeah, you were surfing then. Yes. So, Hanging out with UN. Hanging out with UN, that was um, a really great experience. Um, was hanging out with um, the most influential people in the Hamptons. So there was an Ooh. event, uh, Power 100. Okay. And um, there was some interesting characters there. I bet. I bet. But um, yeah, it was it was it was great. I mean, life lifelong experience, something that um, I'll carry. For the rest of my life, we, we spoke about a lot, a lot of things off camera as well as just I'm like sure. my experience, and it was great. It was great, you know. We'll get into shout it. Shout out to UN too; they do it big. Shout out to UN flying. Yeah, that new freak is crazy. The that freak that um, Aventurine dial is wild. Aventurine, yes. Um, the Aventurine dial. Um, Kelly was out there wild. with you too, right? Kelly was out there. Shout, shout out, out to, to Kelly. Kelly. We haven't seen. I haven't seen her in a while. Yes. Yeah, I gotta. I gotta run into her. Uh, last time I spoke to Kelly, she was out in like Boca, I believe. Respect to her. Yeah, yeah. Kelly's... Kelly gets around. She does a thing. Yes. Boss lady. I love it. Um. So episode thirty-two. Yes. We're back together again. We got our guest with us. Um. So we're gonna get into a little bit of your story, but before, uh, before we continue, 
I just want to say, um, please hit that subscribe button if you're watching us on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'd also like a like, comment, feel free to share. Yes. If you're watching or listening to us on Spotify, please leave us a five-star review. <laughs> if you're listening to us on Google Podcasts or Apple Podcasts, please leave us a five-star review. Every little bit helps. Um, and reach out to us. You can talk to us. We are accessible. Uh, we love to talk to our supporters. That's how we view you, because without you, we are nothing. Uh, but we appreciate you. And we've been getting a lot of love recently that feels really good. It's funny because we talk about it all the time. And, and maybe more so recently that, uh, you know, the podcast hasn't even hit a year yet. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, everyone we talk to, the reception that we're getting is is incredible. I mean, I get... Uh, we get paragraph long messages from people and we respond to everyone and we genuinely appreciate uh, the feedback and the messages because we never thought anyone would give us the time of day to actually listen to us. We just tried this thing out. Yeah. Yes. And uh, you guys are enjoying it. So it means the world to us. Uh, continuing on, we have to do our honorary wrist check. Rashawn's yes. definitely going to start it off. I see it only right that you kick <laughs> us off. Uh, Mr. Never Repeats a Watch, repeated three times. Yes. What um, do you got on the wrist today, sir? I have a new watch on the wrist. Ooh. Yes, I have a new watch on the wrist. The funniest thing is, so I was deciding between this watch and another watch that I haven't shared on the so show. Got, so is this another new watch or something you haven't worn yet? This is another new watch. Oh, wow. Um, and there are so, still some few watches to go. But this watch <laughs> is very special. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll tell you why it's very special, because there is a method to my madness when I wear my timepieces. Okay. So when I decided to wear this watch in particular, I thought about, I guess, I thought about Curtis. And um, in a previous interview that he had, he said that he was... Um, he was competing, and the referee actually stopped the match. It was like, take your watch off. Mm. This watch that I'm wearing is one that I think I can comfortably say would be my beater because I love to say my G-Shocks are my beaters, but they're still very precious to me. Got it. They're sentimental. They're very sentimental that I actually don't want to beat them up. So what I'm wearing today is the, uh, the Tri-X analog um super from uh like it's from nike so it's a so, nike watch i'm a big fan of that watch now when i see <laughs> that we shared this on the show i mean on the um on the instagram, instagram i was like i have to find that watch hmm. i am a sucker for anything from the 90s circa 90s that's me because of course that's you know i'm a 90s baby, baby. Mm-hmm. um i think just the 90s era in general, just, I remember a lot of like nostalgia and things coming up that's like, they don't do it like this anymore. And you know, when I pulled this timepiece out, I think about even the box. It's like a shoe box. Yeah, the box is awesome. So it looks like a shoe box. And this is like the OG Nike box. Yeah, that's an MX95 box. Yes. Now the craziest thing is, Nike no longer does boxes like this. No. I guess for like whatever their sustainability or whatever it is and why they decided. The design language has changed 100%. But like the OG boxes, 
for even like when you when you have like an old pair of sneakers, like that adds value. Mm-hmm. And when I look at this watch, it's well, my childhood. That box, that box styling is unique to the '90s. One hundred percent. And what Nike does now is they do the super OG themed boxes because yes. they're not made of the same materials. Obviously. Yes, they have a sustainability initiative, but they do like pre '90s, like '80s boxes. Yeah, that's yes. so the black and red. Yeah. Yes, the, the all orange, mm-hmm. like the orange tags. Yeah, but uh, this this box has a special place in my heart because those were the majority of the boxes that I had when I was buying Nike sneakers. One hundred percent. I would have to say, um, even in how I collect watches, you know, I'm all, I've, I'm into vintage, and I love the idea of past lives or mm-hmm. just reliving, you know, that special time and place where I was. Right. You know, um, that that box does it everything. And then, the I mean, well, the watch does everything and the box just makes it a plus. The watch is awesome, dude. I'm a big fan. Yes. That's awesome. You, you know, this, I had to do it. Did you Here we go. <laughs> I hunted down this one specifically, yes. Nice. Um, and the coolest thing, too, is that it's, it's, it's dead stop. So it literally was. Yeah, you literally just took the plastic off of it. I took the plastic the off, the plastic and the tags off. That's I literally incredible. just peeled it off, wow. and I was, and I had this watch for about a week, and I was like, I'm not opening it up until I come on the show. Okay, respect. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's good to have you back. Yes, thank you, uh, Ben. What do you got for us? Uh, I'm wearing something that some of our friends and fans and viewers might find a little controversial. Ooh. Mm-hmm. I'm wearing the Daytona. Ooh. And I will say all that to say it's not steel. It's not steel. It is a white gold blue dial Daytona. We know how you feel about steel Daytonas. Yeah, they're terrible. Yeah, we know. So I'm wearing the white gold one. Rafa's tired of hearing about it. I don't care. (laughs) Rafa Rafa and Jacob are tired of hearing about it. I know. I know. Jacob texted me today. He listened to Danny's episode. And he was like, why do you hate on this watch so much? (laughs) But speaking of Danny, this is actually his watch. Okay. It's a watch that he did not share on the podcast when he did it. So ladies and gentlemen, Danny has another one for all of you that are jealous out there. So he's he's, he's had this watch for a while already. He doesn't know I'm wearing it. A year? Maybe, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) He doesn't know I'm wearing it. So if you're listening, don't be mad. He gave it to me and sent it off to service. By the time you listen to this, it'll be in service. Respect. So we're all good. We love you, Danny. Yes, very much. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I like the. I actually. I the like dial the red, is awesome. I like the red contrast against the dial. And yes. I was telling Rashawn my favorite thing about it because I had it on yesterday too. In this like more dim lighting, it's very much a Rolex blue, which is kind of like whatever. Mm-hmm. But when it's really nice and sunny out and it's in like direct sunlight, it looks indigo. It's like a pair of jeans. Like, yeah, it does. Literally. It's mm-hmm. nice. And it's the only Rolex I've ever seen. We went seen out to lunch yesterday when I was looking like at that. it and I thought it was really great. So uh, I like that about it. I also like the weight of the gold, obviously. Yeah. And yeah. then the bezel, actually, the, uh, the writing on the bezel is usually black on most of these. This one's blue. It matches the dial. A lot of people don't know that. You know, I didn't notice. That. Also, really hard to see unless you really look at it. Mm, so, those small details kind of make me happy with it. Respect. Um, I'll go next. I'll let our, I'll, I'll, I'll let our guest go last. Um, I am wearing your least favorite watch. I'm wearing a Steel Daytona. It's my second least favorite. Watch. <laughs> my least favorite watch. Um, for those who have been watching and have kept up to date with us, this is obviously a John John special. Shout out to John John. Shout, Shout out, to out to John John. John. Uh, John John is a friend of the pod, a dear friend of ours, and um, whom happens to be very liberal with his watches. And yes, 
fortunately literally folks. threw a Daytona at me and was like, here, wear it. Yes. So I've been wearing it. Uh, three months later, I still have John John's Daytona. Uh, <laughs> it's funny because people come to see me and they're like, still Daytona? I'm like, yeah. They're like, how'd you get that? I'm like, yeah, my friend let me borrow it. They're like, it's a good friend. He is. Yes, he is. John is awesome. That's a good friend. Uh, <laughs> great, great friend. John, you know we love you. Yes. Uh, you know how we feel about you. We bust your chops, but you are, you're always there for he us. He deserves it. He, yeah, he does <laughs> to, to a certain extent. Uh, but he's a great dude, and he, he is a, uh, he's not only a friend of the pod, but he is a dear friend. John is someone whom I've grown to really, really enjoy uh, his company. So yes. um, honored to, to wear his watch, and um, thank you for, for letting me ride around with this thing. This thing is awesome. This is the black dial um, with the ceramic bezel. Uh, so this is a modern Daytona. Mm-hmm. It is steel. Um, I'm not a big Daytona dude, which is yes, funny. I'm becoming one, one. <laughs> but but you know what it is? It's because, and I've talked about this it before. It feels like a vintage watch. It feels like a really vintage Rolex. Watch. The case mm-hmm. shape and the proportions are perfect on this watch. Mm-hmm. And I love a good chronograph. Yeah. I own a Speedmaster. Um, just feels good. There's something about it, you know? It's yeah. funny, for a group of guys that were very um, critical of, of Rolex, it's we've... Because we appreciate grown like quite pop, quite, 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 yeah. You're always critical of the things you like the most. Yes. Facts. Um, our expect, friend... expect more. Curtis, what do you got on the wrist tonight? I'm also wearing a Rolex. Rolex is on the couch. Okay. okay. It's three. Yes. Yeah, I have on the, uh, the Pepsi. This is my, my grandfather's watch. 1675. 1675, Giltel. Um, I'm not sure which year. Sure. Um, but Probably it looks from great. looking at it, looks like 70s. I think a little earlier, actually. Um, but I I've actually, my, my grandmother, um, she, she was holding on to this all this time, about, mm. about 20 years now. That's and, awesome. And uh, I found it in her, her drawer. She just kind of that famous, that infamous yeah. drunk yeah. Uh, junk drawer. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. <laughs> All our grandparents had that. And yes. uh, as soon as I pulled it out, it was actually still ticking, and wow. I, was, I was really afraid wow. because you know it could, that that's when it would actually break because you pick it up. Sure, and yeah. So I went immediately to the uh, the watch dealer. And this, I mean, the bezel. I mean, the bezel insert and the dial are amazing. They patina it so well. Yeah, I I, I can't believe. Um, no one got their hands on it before me. So, so when you pulled it out of the uh, when you pulled it out of the drawer, it looked just like that. No, no, it, it was actually a little greenish. The crown was still sticking out, actually. Oh, oh wow. wow! Yeah, so I was like really worried. Like, oh, that like, you might have had to service it, right? Yeah. Or it would, it would cost you a lot to kind of rest, restore it. Exactly. So I, I very like carefully, like you know, try to put it in something that won't shake it too much. Wow! Um, and I went immediately like to so someone that could the, fix it. Was yeah. the, uh, was the, the insert always as faded like that? The insert, so when I, by the time I saw it, it looked just like this. It had. So your granddad so he wore really this. wore this. No, he, wore, he wore this. He wore the hell out of he, this he, he died with this, this on. He, he died in a, a heart attack. Mm. Um, oh, and, sorry to hear that. Yeah, and um, my, 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 my grandmother took it off his wrist there and put it inside that drawer ever since. Did he always have it on the strap? So the the strap is the only thing that I added to it. Um, Do you have the bracelet? I still have the bracelet. He had a... what is it? The the flex. It's just oh, it's a stretch bracelet. The, yeah, stretch bracelet. Oh, old yes. Spadel. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, wow. so I, I still have his old bracelet, and I think it's wow. really cool to have this. So stretch. this is probably like 
mid sixties. Yeah, it had a ribbon bracelet for sure. That's what I think. I think it, it's, and it's probably the first reference after the Bakelite bezel. I think that's probably what it is. I, I, yeah. I think it's because that has a plastic crystal on it. You can, I can tell by a little scratches yeah. on the top. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's definitely one of those first references. Wow, that explains a lot. It's really good. That's Have incredible. You, I mean, are you are you kind of inclined to um, kind of like fade the bezel a little bit more? Like, do you want to wear it in the sun? Like, wear it to the beach, or do you want to keep it in the same condition that like Granddad had it in? Man, that's that's the tough question. I'm I'm changing my mind about it every day. <laughs> so, so when I first got it, I'm like, I'm wearing the heck out of it, right? I, I wear it almost every day, which is how I came to a point in my life where I was wearing it at a, at a competition. But um, you know, you, I didn't want to leave it in a safe, right? Right. You know, I don't want to leave it at home either. Yes. Yeah. Watches are made to be worn. Watches are made to be worn. At the same time, there is a bit of anxiety, you know, wearing a, a very expensive piece. And in this case, a piece that you cannot replace. It's, right. It's, sure. it's also um, so important to me. Yeah, it's, you know? it's so sentimental. And, um, you know, even if I did have the money to, to purchase another one, it won't be the same one. Yeah. So right. um, preserving how it looks it's a thought you know sometimes i think about that do i want to preserve it exactly how my grandfather left it mm-hmm. but at the same time you know um i, I really like this idea of, of passing your know, watch on to someone um and and it's really cool that i get to kind of continue the story mm-hmm. that, yeah, that my grandfather left off with yes. this watch yeah. wow. and i want to be able to do the same for the, the next owner of this watch because yes. I, I think there'll be someone else who's going to wear it absolutely right? yeah. Yeah. So I appreciate yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. you have an incredible story do you, you do you know have any stories as your grandma told you anything about your grandfather like how what he was doing at what point in life did he come across so, his watch i'm so glad you asked this question because um this is actually why i found the watch um when i when i came when i graduated from college um i i you know visited home a little bit more mm-hmm. and i started realizing that my grandmother really couldn't communicate with me like, you know I wasn't home enough to really realize it, like how 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 bad her her situation was deteriorating, but um, you know, it 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 made me start asking her a lot more questions, yeah, and yeah. she really couldn't answer any of them. Yes. And a, a couple weeks after you know having this realization, it hit me like this may be the only person who knows the location of this you know family heirloom that yes. i've never even seen before yes. so did you know it was a watch i i knew that my grandfather had a rolex watch sure. you know you'd seen it in photos no never seen a photo so how'd you know it was one of those things where it's like you, you know, know be a good kid and you know when you graduate high school we'll give it to you and then that didn't happen and you graduate college and we'll give it to you you know that didn't happen and I'm like wow well, you know it was always yeah. this milestone uh heirloom yes. you know and at some point I didn't even think it was real like is, is it real it's a myth and yeah. you know I'm in a, I'm in a car my the mom mythical yeah it's a, it's a yes, mythical exactly. yeah. I think that's the name of this episode the mythical Rolex, <laughs> the mythical Rolex. Rolex. I love that <laughs> yeah I'm in, I'm in a car my mom one day and I'm just like you know can you describe to me what, what that watch was? Like, you know, what were your memories about it? Oh, it was red and blue. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and I was then like, your Eyes lit up. <laughs> yeah, at that point I was it's like, like, one okay. of the most iconic references yeah. ever. Yeah. So, I'm sorry, I didn't want, I didn't yeah. want to cut you off. I'm, um, now, this, this kind of is very relative to um, another guest that we had on the show. So, we had Dana 
on the show and she right. shared yeah, yes. her yeah. her grandfather's day job. I remember that. Now what I wanna what I wanna kind of like separate and what I wanna ask you, what I wanna separate is the fact that there was a point in time when Rolex was for the everyday man, the mm-hmm. working man. Yeah. It was not a luxury product. I mean, it always had. It always why, had that. Why all watches are luxury. Well, all watches are luxury, but I'm saying more in the retrospect of it wasn't this thing that we cherish so much well, today. The, to your the point, at this time, particularly with this reference, yes, it was seen as a tool. A tool. A, absolutely, now, was, it was expensive because of the complication. This was a tool watch. Yes. yes. Now, what I'm trying. Now, what I was going to get at is the fact that. Dana said that her grandfather worked on a ship. He worked on a boat. So yes. he was a blue. So he was a blue collar guy. Yeah. Sure. Today, if you own a Rolex, you're probably you're white collar. You're white collar. Yeah. White collar will have some like high earning paying job. Sure. So I'm assuming at that point in time when Dana's grandfather acquired that watch, may, I don't know what the situation was, but maybe he wasn't like the tycoon. Yeah, I mean, you just gotta stack your bread. So I want to. So I would like to. Like, what was? The, what do you know of your grandfather? Like, what was his like? Let's say status at that point. My, my understanding that he purchased this watch um, for his for his work, and he was a driver. Um, mm-hmm. He was a personal driver. If, if I'm not mistaken, to a actor or actress from the, the Cosby Show. And, Ooh! Um, wow. He yeah. So he needed. Uh, just an accurate sure. timepiece. Yes. Um, and at some point, he was also in the, the military. Um, I'm, I don't think he acquired it at that time. I think this was after the military. Yeah. So I think, so what What the point that I was trying to get at is the fact that, you know, it this was an everyday person's watch. It wasn't, it wasn't, that it w- wasn't attainable. It, it wasn't, it, like you're saying, it wasn't it, a luxury item. It wasn't item. far-fetched, it, yes. It, it wasn't a luxury item. It, it, was, it was something that... But he was in the military. Yeah. yeah. What did yeah. he do in the military? He was in, uh, I believe, in the Navy. Navy. In the Navy? Yeah, he was wow. Navy. Wow. Which totally makes sense to own a GM2. Yes. 100%. Absolutely. So I think he got it after, but I'm not totally sure. Okay. Yeah. If he got it in the military, that would be crazy, too. Yeah. That would be crazy. That would be crazy. That would be crazy. There was a time where if you were in the military, you could buy a Rolex. Yeah, at a, no tax on base or whatever. Exactly. Or wherever country you were in. I remember there was, it was actually recommended. So, like, yes. your, your superior, your sergeant, your lieutenant, or whatever, they would be like, oh, you're going home. We're in this country, and, okay, you're about to go home for good until at least you go on another deployment or whatever. Buy yourself a Rolex or get a good watch. Take it home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Trust me. Yeah. That yeah. was a thing. I've heard wow. that stories. Yeah. 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 Wow. It's powerful. I, I do think it's really interesting you brought up that point, though, that this transition, right? Like, my, my grandfather had to purchase this watch for, like, a sub-$600 price, Yeah, right? for sure. Yeah. And, and now it's, you know, this crazy appreciation that, mm. you know, my mom is like, what did I just give you? Yes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> You're talking about like that watch is easily like in the upwards of like twenty, thirty thousand dollars. Yeah, it's twenty five thousand. And and the crazy because he has the bracelet. So the craziest thing too is that bracelet's like ten grand bucks. Yeah. So I was looking, I was looking at a piece. I was looking at a timepiece. I was looking at Cellini prints. Okay. We should pull that up for people that we will we will right? sure. but we got to pull Send it up me the image. so there's a there's a uh, there's a Cellini prints I, I I I looked at it and I seen the original receipt the timepiece was sold for $1500 wow now for the Cellini prints it was one of I think Rolexes to this day one of their most like I would say art driven pieces yeah because it is a square mm-hmm. 
Um, so, so it has two. It has two sub dials. Square white gold. Two sub dials. Red kind of like accents. Yeah, it's it's crazy. When you see the photo, you guys will understand. It's, it's wild. It's, it's a square. It looks like it's like if, if um if Rolex made a reverso, yes. like a single face reverso. Yes. It has one. So in the dial is two sub dials. One on top, one on bottom. Mm -hmm. So you have on top is just hours and minutes. On the bottom you have sub seconds. And then there's a red minute track. Yes. So it's super sporty. It wow. looks sporty. Yes. But it's a white gold hmm. case. It's a dress, very much a dress watch. White That's gold crazy. clasp. And then the other crazy thing is that Tell it. it's a Rolex with an exhibition case back. Exhibition case back with finished movement. Yeah, it's a it's manually crazy. wound in-house Rolex movement. With, with like... Finished. Yeah, it's finished. It's, like, it's, it's legit. Finished. It, looks, it looks like a like if you flipped over a manually wound Grand Seiko, it looks like that. It looks wow. exactly wow. like that. Yeah. Rolex doesn't do shit like that. No, that's the thing I love. That's yeah. awesome. Wow. Yes. They have these these like weird pieces in their catalog. Yes. That like you come across every now and again. It like, was what the one hell? of yeah. the last yeah, it's probably manual the wound last, movements. Yeah. It's probably the last Rolex reference that had a manual wound movement. Yes, wow. exactly. For sure. Which is crazy. Um we'll pull that up. Yes. Moving along, Curtis McDowell, Jamaica Queens. We got another Queens native on the couch. Yeah. Shout out to Danny. Yes. Um, this gentleman is an Olympian. He is. Olympian fencer. Yes. Uh, how does a young kid from Jamaica Queens? You took the words out of my Make it into fencing. To uh, to becoming an Olympian fencer. What's your story? Where, where like where did this start? Well, you know, it just starts with, you know, the situation you're in. Um, you know, I, I got to fencing because I was searching for some opportunities. You know, I wanted okay. to be able to, you know, get into better schools, um, have a better network, and, mm. and just have a better environment to, to be around. Um, so my, my, my mom put me into a lot of different sports, and she, she came across fencing and kind of marketed to me as like uh, you know like Star Wars right did she really she had to sell this to you not too it's not too hard okay. not too hard not too <laughs> I mean, hard as a kid not too being hard. told that I think that's kind of cool Star yeah. Wars because I'm a big Star Wars oh, fan yeah. 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 Oh, that's yeah, I, I got a, I got a photo of me like I don't know five years old in a Darth Maul costume so <laughs> really yeah, 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 Darth yeah. Maul's my guy oh, yeah send it to you guys but yeah um, so when she said that I was like yeah I'll, I'll try it and um, luckily she found a, a program called the Peter Westbrook Foundation mm -hmm. um, it's a program designed to get inner city youth into fencing okay. um, people who just otherwise wouldn't have the means to, to mm -hmm. enter a sport like this and um, it's very costly it's it's very cost prohibitive, um, and and the the culture too um, can can be a little bit prohibitive, um, being that when you walk into a room, you may not see people who look like us. Sure. Yes. So um, uh, this this program, when I walked in, there there were there were instructors who looked just like me. There were kids who looked just like me, and that that helped me, you know, kind of feel more comfortable mm. um, being there and and sticking around. So um, I, I stuck to it and. Um, I knew very quickly this was going to be my my. my what was it about fencing that that drew you in? Well, um, it's a lot of things. You know, it's okay. it's you know the the love of the sport itself. Um, I, I really like th this this game we're playing. Um, it's it's we we have martial arts. We've all seen mm -hmm. like UFC, but w with with the sword, it, it adds another 
bit of emotion to it mm. that that I, I I don't see in fighting. Um, it's a romantic sport. There's yes, definitely you know has this romantic um, esque about it, but um, I really like the the, the psychological games, right. the the just the whole art of combat to me. And I think when you're when you're fighting. Um, you you lose some of the the distance that you would normally have. So I have a sword, and I'm not trying to kill you with it. Sure. Right. So there's a lot more games I'm actually able to play. Right. Because because there's a scoring system. There's a scoring right. system exactly. Whereas you now, know a game I'm like boxing you. UFC, it's from what I understand about fencing. And I just want to set this up for the people who are watching and listening. There are, from what I understand, there are three different types. Exactly, three weapons. Three weapons. Mm -hmm. What is your specialty? So I, I, I fence epe. 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 Okay. So um, usually you fence one weapon. Um, gotcha. I, I fence epe. The other two are full and saber. Gotcha. And um, they, they differ vastly. Um, they're, they're actually completely different sports, if mm. you ask me. Um, vastly. Um, they're, they're actually completely different sports, if mm. you ask me. Um, Epe is the most uh, close to real combat okay. um, in terms of everything is, is there are no rules of engagement like the other two weapons so oh, wow. you can do whatever you know to score all you have to do is make sure the tip um, lands on anywhere on the body wow. with 750 grams of force which is the the number needed for a, a sharp okay. object to, to punch your skin yeah. and um, that's it. How do Whoever, they measure the, I was the say, there's a there's force. a sensor on a tip, okay. um, mm. and uh, there's it's, there's a body cord, and it's it's connected to a machine, mm -hmm. and if the tip hits anything, it will go off sure. unless there's a electrical current. So like the strip, for example, has an electrical current going against yeah. it. So if you hit it, it, it won't go off. Um, so what, what I think with Epe, what, what makes it more interesting than the other two, is that. Um, because you don't have all these explicit rules of how you need to score, there's a lot of a lot more a lot to more see, a lot more room for creativity. Um, you, you just see a, so many interesting new things every year. You know, that's so interesting. So there's a level of strategy that you get to bring to your game. Absolutely, um, strategy, tactics. Um, you have to have a, a, a really good plan i think you know yeah. if you want to be at a high level yeah. um and, and if the, you want to be an olympian <laughs> there we go <laughs> there you go there you go Talk about it Talk flex it yes yeah. flex the muscles man stop playing <laughs> you know luckily we live in a, a modern time where we have a lot of uh, tools um, right to, to to use now like um like, like for example uh youtube yeah. you know uh, 20 years ago, uh, the fencers before me didn't have to worry about everyone YouTubing them. So yeah. now I, I have access to, to those videos, but people have so those you, videos actually, about me that's too. That's so interesting. So uh, quite like um, a basketball player or a football player would study game tape. Yeah. Via Absolutely. YouTube, you're able to look at your opponents. Yeah. And study their mm -hmm. their moves. Absolutely. Yes. How yeah. often does that make you just want to come into every match with something new? Like, do you ever incorporate new stuff every time because of that? So, you know, um, you know, I don't want to give too much of the keys uh, in case someone, you know, someone's ear hustling out there. But, um, you know, I, 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 
there's so many things I personally can do yeah. so that I never show anyone. Sure. So mm-hmm. yes. it's new to them. It's not new to me. Yeah, of course. You know? Yes. Um, what I like you to... You strike me as someone that studies. Yeah. You're I, very, very studious. studious. You know, I... This is this is something I really do, you know, something mm-hmm. I'm really passionate about. So I think you, it, it, if you want to show any respect to, to what you're doing and yourself, you, you got to study up, yes. you know. So I'm actually more so than most of my peers. I'm a historian about the fencing. I'm looking at all the old fencers and, yes. and trying to learn as, mm. as much as I can. I have to ask, because fencing is like we like we were saying, like more romantic. There's a bit of you know, this, um, you're almost like walking on air. Like you have to be very loose and nimble and like- You have to be very athletic. athletic. It, it, yep. looks, it looks but like a like, dance when but you, you it's, it's Yes, it's very like, it's very flowetic. Now, is there, because like you said, it is like a, a kind of like a form of combat, but it's not as like, you you know, like, like boxing or MMA where there is yeah, you like you wanna that. hurt somebody when you're in those sports. Do you find yourself like how, where do you find your Zen? Do you find your Zen more in like, you know, like being more of the aggressor or kind of like like let's say, for example, like Russell Westbrook may listen to like rock and roll and like want to tear the rim off. Or like you have somebody like, let's say, a LeBron James that like sips wine and listens to like SWV or something. I don't know. <laughs> Shade on LeBron James. I don't wow. know. I'm just saying, like wow. LeBron, if you're listening, I apologize for this man. He's wow. not representing the thoughts of Bruce Check Podcast. Ain't nothing wrong with SWV either. <laughs> I mean, listen, I, no, I say I, SWV I'm because I'm I love I know, SWV. I Um Especially my weapon. Um, there's really a lot of variance in, in approach, right? So yes. you might have the guy who's really elegant, really graceful, you're your Federer, right? Mm-hmm. And then you got guys who are like just straight physical anomalies, beast, you know, overpower you, like Nadal style, you know? Yeah. So your, your weapon, to be clear, it's still longer, thinner? It's sword. it's the largest weapon of the three. Mm-hmm. Um, it's large in every dimension, so it's longer, it's wider, it's heavier. Mm. Um, and again, the target area is the entire body. Sure. Um, uh, so the, the bell guard is a little bit larger. That's kind of the easiest way to, to tell. Yeah. The bell guard is going to be big enough to actually protect your hand. Mm-hmm. Whereas uh, foil, which looks very similar because it's also another thrusting weapon, um, the guard is really small because sure. yes. there's no need to protect your hand. Yes. Yeah. Um, and saber uh, looks like a kind of like Pirates of the Caribbean yeah, sure, kind of yeah. thing. That's uh, me where my brain went with that. Yeah. <laughs> and that one, you, can, um, you just need to uh, touch anywhere with the edge okay. account so you can slash actually okay yes um your question was uh are you more what, are you, which one am i yeah um are you it, more aggressive it just or? to me it depends on the opponent so um i like to consider myself a chameleon or, mm-hmm. or an actor Very right good. like i'm yeah, it's a performance right yeah. like, so i've like, watched uh some of your tapes hmm? and harry's gonna challenge you next no, no, definitely not. I want no smoke. Trust me. Um, but to your point, yes, you strike me as someone that has range. Your style, how you move your body, is very elegant. It is like dance. But the energy that you bring, uh, the mindset that you bring, it's funny because people do compare you to Russell Westbrook, which is a name that came up because I've heard that yeah. you you are, you do bring a level of intensity. Intensity is a good word because it's not aggression. 
And the reason why I say it's not aggression is because it's very tactful. It's very mindful. There's a level of thoughtfulness that you bring in your attack that is evident if you watch you repetitively. Right? You might not see it in the first one, but when you watch everything because it changes. And so you can watch your tapes and you can see, oh, not only does this guy have range, but he is carefully watching his opponent. He's studying his opponent. He's watching every move. He's memorizing Mm -hmm. steps. He's memorizing cadences. He's analyzing how he's viewing him. Yes. And then there's an art to... um, It's almost like a magic trick. Because you'll show them something, you'll take it away, and then you show them something else to make them think that they have you. Aha! (laughs) There is that. And I don't know a whole lot about fencing, but obviously we had you in the show, so I'm, I'm watching. And I'm like, this guy is, is, you make it exciting. Thank you. Because it's not, but. fencing from, especially from someone like, you know, from me, who is, is uh, I, don't, I don't watch a lot of fencing. Yes. Um, and not that I'm against, I've had, I, the exposure wasn't there for me. I totally yes. Uh, right? I don't think anyone and here so, has watched a lot of fencing. Eh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Watching it, a lot of, of people in the sport it, it seems very repetitive. Watching you is not that way. You bring something different to the game, to the sport, that makes it exciting because it's never repetitive. Yes. It, 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 uh, your game changes depending on who you're facing, which I think is very interesting. Yes. Um, I did have a question for you because, um, you know, your mom got you into fencing. Does she attend your, your, your matches? So my, my mom is a, is a working mother, so mm-hmm. she couldn't attend uh, too many of my matches. Um, you know, she, she was driving me the, the first couple months, and then she's like, all right, you know, time to learn how to get to the city yourself now. <laughs> right? um, mm-hmm. So she, she went to a few. Um, you know, there was some nice, like, What about now? So, the, you know, the plan was, like, all right, just, you know, work, do your thing. Don't worry about these events. You'll go see the Olympics. You know, like, I'll, I'll make it. Don't worry, Mom. So I, I finally make it. Got her tickets, everything. COVID. COVID. So, oh. so that's, that's that. Because um, you are a competitive guy. Yeah. And so the reason I was asking that, because I was curious. I'm like, you know, I know, it's like, I have my daughter in, like, dance now and, like, swimming. And I'm, like, the biggest fan. So I imagine, I'm like, I wonder, is she like a Katie mom? No, so my, my, my mom's <laughs> definitely, you know, it's my mom, right? Yeah. But, um, you know, you'll, you'll see other fencing parents. They're... they're, they're... Intense? Yeah. Mm. That's the best way to put it. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So that's what... So also another thing that I was going to ask, you know, um, with your style and even how we spoke about exposure, you know, because you are a chameleon, you know, when you walk into a room, you you know, you aren't going to find too many people that are like you. Do you find your exposure to your environment and where you come from to kind of bring you the success that it has? Like, I'm as far as this, like, mindset and understanding, like, you know, I have more to fight for. I have a different fight. You know what I mean? If that makes any sense. I think I understand what you're asking me. Um, you know, I never forget where I come from. Yes. You know, and 
that that puts a, a chip on my shoulder, a battery in my back. Um, you know, when when I first started fencing, I I, I took a couple friends with me. Um, you know, from from school neighborhood, like hey, this is what I'm doing. Like let's just try to sell on the weekends and. I took it so serious the mm. first couple weeks, right? And they're like, "Yo, I thought we were just doing this for fun, right?" And immediately, it's like, "No, no, like, I, I'm, I'm, I'm doing this for my yeah, future." Oh, like, like, it was, it was immediately yes. on, yes. you know. Yes. Um, I, I think I'm gonna always carry that with me, yeah. no matter what, what room I'm walking in. You know, you're always gonna remember where you're from. That's amazing. I think there's this thing too, and this has been my experience, just as. Um, I'll say just as me, you know, being a New Yorker, um, a man of color, um, black man. Um, there's a level of what you are exposed to in New York City, the different elements. We know what those elements are. Yes. And you go through those and then you get to a space, maybe like fencing, uh, maybe other aspects of, you know, the professional world. And at first it can be intimidating, but then you think about where you come from, like, this is nothing. It's not that bad. <laughs> it's like, I can do this. Yes. If you dedicate the time, the energy, you're committed to it, you realize, I can do this. Yes. I'm, is that, is, am I channeling something here? Is that similar I, to your experience? Absolutely. I mean, yeah. you know, I, I could talk. Jamaica, Queens is, is, Listen, especially at the time that, that we were coming up, it ain't an easy place to, yeah. to grow up in. It's going to test you. Yes. Yeah. You know, New York is going to test you. New York yeah, is New York will test you for anybody. Right? Yeah. 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 You know, um, it, it's, been, it's been really interesting kind of reflecting back on my, my, my transition, my, my process in life. You know, I, I remember, you know, going to, to private school for the first time, you know, Say. and and trying to assimilate into that culture mm-hmm. and that community. Um, so I, I, I really resonate with what you're saying. Every step of the way and which rooms we're, we're walking in, yes. um, you know, that process of yeah. being involved there, yes. you know? Yeah, I can yeah. do this. I it's can do very, this, yeah. It's, it's very similar to us infiltrating the, the watch industry. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, you know, because the thing is that we've always been here. Sure. But now it's more prevalent than it's ever been before. And I think something that, you know, I heard, I heard and I can't remember what, it might have been on the shop with LeBron. We're talking about LeBron so much. But um, where there was a gentleman, he was an artist, I can't remember his name, but he was talking about kind of moving away from the fact of being like, a black artist mm. and trying to validate my blackness for everyone else or I don't create black art for people to understand my blackness I create black art for people to be involved in it mm. more than it being like oh this is what I projected and you need to understand it mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying so when we're talking about where we come from and 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 all those kind of things is like we've always been here but now it's, it's being more highlighted and you know, it's something that we kind of want to move away from. Like when you walk into a room, you you know, and you don't see people that look that that don't look like you. You know, you you kind of don't want to make it that thing. You know what I mean? It's like I'm I'm an athlete. I well, because be an at athlete. some point it's used against you as a disclaimer. Yes. So that's more. So that's instead more, of you being an athlete, or instead of you being an artist, you're a black artist. You're a black athlete. Exactly. Like, no, I'm here to compete. 
I'm, I'm yeah, the exactly. real deal. Exactly. I happen to be this person. Yes. But if if you're caught up in that, yes, you're definitely gonna lose. Yes, absolutely. Because <laughs> I'm here to compete. I don't. So, because when you did compete in the 2020 Olympics, um, it was the first time that you know America had had been able to qualify at quite some time. Yeah. yeah. Um, obviously, you were on that team. I don't know much about fencing, like. How much of that do you contribute? Because I think that's such an amazing accomplishment. I mean, you rank number one in the U.S. Um, so, you know, that's... Um, I, I, I first got on the uh, U.S. national team in uh, beginning, uh, end of 2017. And um, my goal has always been to, to make the Olympics. Um, like you said, we, we haven't qualified in 24 years. So my, my lifetime, sure, yeah. we, we never Seriously. qualified. Um, so my, my, my biggest achievement is being part of uh, the, the, the work to get that done. Yes. Um, so I, I, I anchored the team. So that means um, I'm the kind of the final person who, who fences. So um, it's a, kind of like a relay. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, so one person fences, gotcha. right? So there's yeah. this, uh, yeah, they add your points and, and, it, and it's accumulative, right? Yes. And uh, however, you, you can make up the previous person's sure. points. So, yes. um, the the anchor is, is the all pressures on you. Yes. Um. So, uh, that that was my role for for qualifying the team. That's amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. That's amazing. Um. So, watches. <laughs> Let's get to it. When was the first time you noticed the watch that it that it made an impact on you and somehow that you, you said, okay, this uh, this warrants my attention immediately. Like, what happened? What watch was it? Can you I, remember? I, no, I, okay. I, I know. <laughs> I know. Since a child, you know, man picks you up. You're like, what is that? You yeah. know? Yes, like, yes, yes, yes. Since a kid, it was always like, what is that thing? You know, I've always, you know, playing my father's watches and mm. any anyone who had a watch, I was like, well, what is that? Um, so, I guess when I really got the bug was when I got my own, you know, when mm. someone was like, all right, here's your watch, right? Mm-hmm. And um, the, the first watch that I remember was, um, and, and I still have it. Okay. It's, uh, it's like a Timex... Um, it was like a watch with a, with a Velcro strap, blue, yellow. Mm. It was designed to teach you the time. Mm. Oh, okay. And wow. I remember being a kid, and this is something to this day I will not get. I don't, I don't care how much of a watch guy people think I am. If you tell me, you know, 20 minutes past an hour or whatever, yeah. you know how uh, just our parents yes, 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 Just yeah. 6.20, just, yes. 6.30, you know? So, yes. <laughs> this is actually very funny because I tried to explain this to somebody once. Yes. We grew up with digital clocks. We yeah. grew up with digital that's clocks. why that, that language. Is that, is that where it comes from? I think that's where it comes yeah. from. We grew up with digital watches. Yeah. Huh. We grew up with digital clocks. So the half pass, quarter pass. Yeah. Yes. That's or not fi- how we talk. To- we don't speak about yeah. time in this way. Yes. Huh. I didn't start speaking about time in this way until I really got serious about collecting watches. Yeah. Oh, okay. But prior to, I remember playing football. And someone in the coach was like, you got to be, we, we're meeting at a quarter past whatever. And I was like, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> yes. So a now, quarter? 
125? Exactly. So what happens is, so the way, so the, the way how you would read an analog, so with how do you read an analog watch? If you would say like, split if it's, well, you split, right. yes, you split I mean, yes. we get that now. Yes, 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 yes we get yes. this Which now. is so crazy. It's not, I mean, I get it. But, but when you, the I thing was even crazy back then to do that shit. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like when I was reading the analog watch as a kid, that's what I'm saying. It was crazy but I think, I think to look at half past your relationship with time is through analog and through like an actual clock face, you're always estimating time. Yes. Because, so I think that's where that comes from. So where we have the exact exactly. time of the digital. Yeah. Digital is all about precision. Yes. And so you're like, what time is it? One twenty-three. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That could be the reason. But right? Yes. But if, if your clock, your, of the analog generation said 123, you would say, you would either say it's almost a quarter past or quarter past. Yes. Or, it's, or it's almost half yeah, past. Yeah, exactly. Right? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So I think that's where that come from. But that's, I think that's hilarious. Because I, but the thing is like, those kind of things you always know subconsciously, but then when it comes to your, you know, to your forefront, it's like, yeah. right? Yeah. I think, yes. sec- I think sector dials have a, Thing to do with that see time. i even did it now i just yeah. realized because you, you just corrected me say half past i said yeah. quarter past quarter 15 yeah i'm like again <laughs> exactly. it's very, time it's, quarter 15 I, yes. my, my mind is wired that but way because because yeah. yeah, i think again quarter 25 and oh no yeah. exactly 100 yeah. percent. yes so it's funny so you're saying you're noticing these watches right you had this first watch this timex yeah that you had at that time um when did you get the first itch or inkling to like strap one for the wrist? So um, after uh, after that watch, I was I was pretty young. I was still on a single digit. Um, I remember just being on eBay a lot, always looking at watches on mm. eBay all day, yeah, like crazy. Okay. Just, I don't know, trying to find a cheap bargain. Maybe I was just seeing these crazy... So there was something that was happening to you that was like, you wanted to wear time piece. Yeah, I just wanted, yeah. I wanted something cool. What's yeah. the, uh, what's, what is the oldest piece here in terms of your acquisition? What's the, what's so the, the first one that I actually bought was this Gucci watch. Right? Respect. Okay. I was going to guess that. Right, it had to be, right? Yes, yes. Gucci! And, and I love it. I, I and I don't regret it. I, I had to because it has um, an exhibition case back. It has an exhibition case back. Which it's is automatic. Just, it's automatic. That's exactly what I wanted. I was, you know, I'm learning about watches and yeah. I'm like, oh wow, I need to get a mechanical piece. Okay. All right. And then you saw Gucci. Right. No, <laughs> I saw a lot of different pieces at this point, but you know, I'm still like, you know, young guy. I'm still in Jamaica Queens. I want people to know what watch I had on, right? So, <laughs> so I like that. I was like, yeah, I'm gonna get the Gucci watch. It's I, actually a very handsome watch. Right, I, you know, it's like it's it, it it hits the itch if you're you know a watch lover, mm-hmm. and I can still kind of flex it on my friends. That was the that was the whole thing at you know at, as a, at a teenager. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, um, and I really liked that it had an exhibition exhibition case back because um, I was all like, oh wow, movement! Like, what is that about? Yeah, and nice. I wanted to show my friends that, like, you know, hey, look, your watch ticks, mine mine sweeps. Yeah, yeah. yeah. like you know, same hey, age. So growing up, yeah, it's, that's, it's it. like. You you wanted that because everyone was wearing something that was like quote unquote name brand. Yes. Exactly. So when exactly. it came to us wearing the watch, it's like during high school or like right after high school, 
if it wasn't like, I remember all the girls were wearing Burberry watches and all right. the boys were rocking like yeah, yeah you were really wearing Gucci, Gucci watches. we got yes. all the Michael Kors Michael Kors the trends, yes. yeah the Michael Kors watch yeah also too it does speak to an era because I remember even so I'm a little bit older than you guys but we still were kind of in that same era I remember the time where you know you wore like Gucci apparel and probably like American Cup Pradas. <laughs> like that was like a thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah, like yeah, yeah. you if you I deciding that you wanted a mechanical like. like designer watch or fashion watch, it makes so much sense as to where you were in that time. Yes. Yes. And I feel like timepieces they do that. And it's something like I, I know for sure that's a watch that you can never get rid of. I could no, picture no, you no. I could picture you being 17 years old in Queen Center Mall wearing that watch. Right. Exactly. Oh, for sure. Hat. We were all doing that. <laughs> and, and the thing yeah. was, I, I, I thought this out. I, I had this well thought out. I was like, <laughs> I was like, look, this is this is gonna ride me out for yes. good, like four years. Yes. But I'm still gonna be able to wear it without someone knowing it's Gucci later. Yes. You know what I mean? Like I can still wear this, and you're like, oh, it's just a nice watch, and you look at it later, I go, oh, wow, it's Gucci. Oh, it's Gucci. Yes. You know? It's so funny, right, with branding when you think about it, because it's like, you could you could go into a space, and let's say you're like wearing Gucci loafers and everyone's like Ooh, nice but if you bring out the watch it has yeah. a whole nother connotation whole nother connotation to it yeah. but you paid good money for this I paid about 500 bucks for that yeah Bro, the, as a the teenager the back of the strap that was, has Gucci monogram I know I noticed fire. that it's yeah. fire <laughs> you understand that, and it's got a, it's, it's, oh, it's like 14 it's, man it's a Swiss it was made watch yeah you like with a Swiss made movement yeah so you were ahead of the game when you, you really were yeah. you know so when when we you know some of the cats had on uh the, the the Gucci like digital watch. Yeah, no, that's, like, oh, that was this, oh, you got the analog. Yeah. I had the analog. <laughs> you exactly. got the real shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the, I can the, only digital, the digital designer watches were never really it, to be honest. What was so, it like the first yeah. day of school when you backed that out? <laughs> it was yeah, like, it, wait till they see this. Yeah, people, people thought I was already kind of nuts at this point because like I, I'm I'm really particular about what I want. Sure. And um, <laughs> yeah, at this point, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm fencing at this. Yeah, so um, well, were you already? You had to be already pro. So there, you know, fencing's not a it's not a pro sport. Okay. Um, so just just at least in the U.S., not too many people c- can really call themselves um, professional. But unless um, you're an Olympian. <laughs> but, <laughs> <laughs> but um, by that by that time, I was already kind of training about five days a week. Yeah. Um, wow. Yeah. So this this was your life. Yeah. Were you, I, were you I, training with this on? I competed with every watch on this table except wow. this one. Wow. Okay. I've I've I competed. Um, one of my best results with this watch on. I just completely forgot it was on my wrist. Um, so that's awesome because a lot of um, a lot of the conversations that we have and our relationship predominantly with timepieces, and I think most people is you get it to mark an occasion, mm-hmm. right, or as a milestone. Mm-hmm. But what's really awesome, too, is when you're collecting watches and creating memories in these watches. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so that makes it that much more special. So mm-hmm. here's this timepiece that you have that you can attribute to very uh, specific uh, victories. Yeah. Right, or moments in your, the, in the, your profession. The, the, the watch um, lives the milestones now. Yeah, yeah it does. Yeah. That's a, a really great way of putting it. Yes. Absolutely. I, I, I know like um, this one, I my best result at world championships I was, I was wearing this watch just forgot it I, usually I, I have a fanny pack with me and sure. I put it in my fanny pack and 
wear it. Not, not this time. Yeah, I don't know. I just had it on, and I was like, yeah. I noticed it after like three matches, mm. and at that point, I'm like, too late to take off now. I'm in top sixteen, which yeah. is like pretty wow. far in. I'm like, wow. I mean, obviously, there's some good luck in here. I'm gonna keep wearing it. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Um, and and this one, um, uh, this this Skagen here was a let's gift. Take that, yeah, let's pick that up. Yeah, What's this, the deal with this one? This, I've, so I've never heard of this. You never heard of Skagen? No. Um, no. Skagen is a is a Danish company. I've I've, I've known about this one since a since a, a young kid because a lot of can I see this? Yeah. It's it's a quartz watch, so it's it's not too expensive. But I've I've always seen like really like clean minimalist people wear these kind of watches. Mm-hmm. Um, it has that very or Denmark. Yeah, it has a very um, Scandinavian design language. Super minimalist. Very minimal. You know, um, often I see people wearing a quartz watch with a mesh bracelet. I'm like, oh, it's a Skagen. So, yes. um, this Are was you a, usually right. Huh? Usually yeah, usually, like usually, yeah. like if it's. They, just, I, they, I see if so. When I saw that you had this, I just like googled it, yeah. and it seems like that's their thing. The, the mesh, yeah. little mesh bracelet, yeah. exactly. Like yes. a Milanese bracelet, exactly. Thing, yeah. Even and in like Danish, Danish like fashion. So like, let's say for example, like a brand like Norse Projects, uh-huh. you know. And we, so we, we come from fashion, so we, we kind of like talk watches, but also bring in our fashion. Obviously, like you know, you see like different styles and like how we dress if you're watching us visually. But um, you know, Norse Projects is a brand that like. Everything is minimalist. It's clean. There's no logos. It's like just the Quality. only thing that you know brings the value is fabric, mm-hmm. fabric finish, hmm. fit, the fit, the pa- the color palette, mm-hmm. and that's what I see there. The date wheel on this sounds amazing. Yeah, on a quartz watch is like shocking. Oh, yeah, those instincts. Yeah, too. exactly. Um, just the sound, like the tinginess to the date wheel, is like insane. Uh, this thing is awesome. Yeah. So I've I've had a few family members in my life I've seen wear wear this watch. This was a gift. Um, so I have a fencing mom, okay. um, and uh, she she gave me this watch wow. I believe for my twenty third birthday, nice. and um, I don't wear it too often. But one of my favorite photos uh, I'll send it to you guys. Um, I won national championships with my team, and it's mm. like that's like. There's a lot of stuff that like means stuff to me. Mm-hmm. This is like one of the most important things is is winning the team title, yeah. right? Because um, it, it's just really cool when you got you know three black men on the on the podium, you know best yeah, best best team in the world, right? Best team in the country. Um, so uh, that was the last time we got together, and there's a picture you know of us holding a trophy together, and you can see this mm. clearest Probably. clearest day. You know? I love that, and I think that's really cool. My, my you know my fencing mom gave me this watch, and, and we had that how, picture. How did you guys get close? Um, my fencing mom. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's crazy. One day this this kid comes in, and uh, he's like real quiet comes with another another guy too they're just really quiet gentle guys and uh you know they're like oh, we want to join your program they were, they were ready fencers and yeah. uh, they were fencing at another club and you know starts to talk to them a little bit more get to know them turns out dude lives walking distance from my house wow check that out a fencer another black fencer walking distance from yeah. my house wow, wow. Right? he just went to a different club <laughs> Huh. You know, his his mom was like, "We gonna take you here." Right, he, yeah. just <laughs> different different experience. You know, it's amazing. So he ended up coming to you know to to, to my club, um, and uh, uh, we got really close from there. You know, the same yeah. neighborhood. It was just. Are you guys still very close? Yeah, of course, of course. Mm-hmm. Still, still in like he, he's he's not he's not um, um, fencing right now. Um, 
I got a feeling he'll, he'll, he'll come back. He'll come back around. Yeah, he'll sure. come back, yeah. yeah um, like I've that. actually been to Denmark. I, I visited Copenhagen once. Yeah? Um, you remember much of it? All of it. <laughs> uh, incredible style. Incredible taste. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. like, uh, like you were saying, super minimalist, for sure. Everything is very minimal, yeah. but, um, but... still beautiful. Also very thoughtful mm-hmm. in terms mm-hmm. of design. Uh, the whole city and their approach to life is very interesting. Um, what is interesting also about you and watches is you are someone who has had a... Uh, you've been part of the very coveted talking watches with Hodinkee. Uh, how did that come about? I think people want to know. How did that happen? <laughs> I think we want to know how there's two Hodinkee alumni on the couch, to be honest. Hey! hey, 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 hey. <laughs> two Hodinkee alum! Listen, yeah. I don't have the talking watches yet. Um, so I, did, yet. I did do a four plus one. <laughs> yet. Which was nice. Uh, but I'm interested. How did that come about? So, yeah. Um, that was obviously like a, like a dream come true. Um, so... I'll put this so I, I, I did a um, an article with GQ okay and uh, Dana Dana Shrugs did this shoot um, she's an amazing photographer mm. and uh, I don't know what told me to put on put on my Rolex that day and I had on all my jewelry which I've lost most of it from that shoot but um, I had on a, a bunch of jewelry and stuff and she was like you know it'd be a, a cool shot like you know your rings and the yeah. watch and everything as soon as I saw that picture I was like someone's gonna hit me up like <laughs> someone's gonna hit me up that is a dope <laughs> pick <laughs> yeah. Yeah. someone's gonna hit me up I mean if, if Hodinky don't hit me up that's crazy right <laughs> call it out so, you gotta say it so and, and I'm a big firm believer in like manifestation right absolutely so, um, sure enough like like literally the next day I, I get a, a message from uh, David um, from Hodinky and uh, he's he sent me a DM, I think, and this is what I was telling you. My, my DMs were like kind of crazy around the Olympics. Mm. It was just like I, I really was losing stuff, so I didn't even see the DM. Right. right? So, um, luckily, I, I leave my cell phone number available um, on Instagram. Yeah, I think you, you reached out to me. That's there how too. We, we got into contact. If you text yeah. me on that, I'll tell everyone. Like, I will respond. Like, I will see that for sure. That is going yeah. straight to my phone. Right. Mm. So. For whatever reason, he actually texted uh, that number. So I saw yeah. that. And I was like, oh, my God, I, how did I miss that message? Yeah. Like, can, can we talk now? And yeah. uh, we, we spoke on the phone. Um, you know, just kind of just asked me a couple questions. And he was like, oh, like, you, you really into this, right? I'm like, yeah, Molly, like, I, I love watches. Like, yeah. yes. you know, um, and he's like, all right, well, you know, we'll love to feature you. And uh, you know, maybe get your article. I mean, maybe do a talking watches episode. Yeah, yeah, no, I want to yeah, do that. I want to do that. I want to do that. I love that. So um, he's like, all right, I'll, 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 I'll talk to the team and, and see what happens. And yeah, the next day, um, they gave me the green light. And That's I incredible. think the following day I went in and wow. I flew to Tokyo the next morning. I remember sure. yeah. uh, watching that episode. Um, one of my favorite pieces, I think probably, you know, next to the, um, the GMT that you own, um, but a piece that I love that you own is this King Seiko. Uh, how did this come into your life? What's the story here? This is, this is one of my favorites as well. It's a beautiful um, timepiece. Yeah, and what I love about it is that the dial has that patina, right? It's, it's a tropical dial. Mm-hmm. And you sought out a matching strap. So this um, was just like this. 
It came with the strap. I bought it just like this. Let me see this. Wow. This is crazy. I bought it just like this. So I was in, um, I was in a city called Hita City in Japan. Um, I was training there. Um, it's it's the the I think the the biggest city near much like a, a village. I think it's like. 10, 20,000 people. It's a really small um, mm-hmm. city. Yeah. And uh, during, you know, breaks, I had time to kind of walk around. And I know there's a culture of, like, preserving lots of old things. Yeah, so, sure. um, you know, I was told, like, hey, if you're in Japan, like, definitely go visit the jewelry shops, visit the watch shops. And I was like, I don't, I'll try, I guess. I know it's a yeah. village, but I'll, I'll try. So I walked around, and people were, like, really nice to me. They were like, oh, like, you like watches? Like, oh, sit, talk, let's have some tea. And I was talking to, like, a few people in town, like, almost, like, every other day. Wow. And uh, this one um, watch store, he had, like, a lot of clocks, lots of watches. Um, I kept going back to his store because he seemed to have, like, the, the nice stuff. The like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? And every day he would be like, all right, I'll show you something else tomorrow. Right. Oh, so really? he would only show me like one or two watches a day. And um, one of the last days I was there, he pulled out a lot more, like some really nice stuff. Started yeah. pulling out bullheads and um, really? yeah, like some really some really cool Japanese watches. And um, yeah, he had a few Swiss pieces in there, too. Um, and I was I was kind of going for the bullhead until he was like, I saw something in a, like he was fumbling on his desk. Right. And I was mm-hmm. like, Yo, whoa, 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 what's that? What's that? What's that? He's like, oh no, no, it's nothing. I like, no, no, no. What's yeah. what's that? Yeah. He's like, oh, like, Wait, did you see the dial first? I, I saw this little note of honey coming out of yeah. the, from the yeah. dial. I was like, no, no, no. What's that? What's that? Like, I've never seen that color in a dial, right? Yeah. And he's like, oh, well, there's something wrong with it. I'm like, what? There's nothing wrong with it, man. I, I, I'll buy his guy. Right? Like, yeah, there's something wrong with it. Make a price. So there's a there's a meme. I think Brodinky actually posted this. Shout out to like, Shout out to him. <laughs> he was like a. The, the first person who bought a tropical dial Rolex definitely made out like a bandit. Absolutely. He was like, hey, this is <laughs> yeah, let me get that. Yeah. I'll yeah. give you a couple of dollars. <laughs> yeah, for sure. That's crazy. Uh, so he, he, he sold this to me for about 500 I would say, too. Wow, so it was a pretty good, great. pretty good price for this, and um, that watch is beautiful, man. I, I just thought it was one of the most beautiful things I saw. Like that, that 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 honey yeah. color in his dial. Um, I thought it was really. Whoever sick. he got that watch from has some taste to it. Put on that strap, definitely. Right? I yeah. think he he probably it, did. Probably, that. Yeah. I think he put the strap on. Yeah. Um, I think he did. What I love about this watch, outside of the the dial, is the case shape and the case back. Yes, mm-hmm. um, and I think. We could actually do a whole episode on that in terms of because um, I don't think people talk about that enough. Mm-hmm. I'm a sucker for uh, watch cases, and mm-hmm. I think if you like Rolex, you probably are, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Grand Seiko does amazing cases with the 44 GS. The they do amazing case yeah. work, mm-hmm. and a lot of the stuff that they've done in the past, just Seiko Corporation in general, mm-hmm. you can find amazing, beautiful Seikos. Yes, mechanical quartz, whatever. The cases are phenomenal. This one is really, really awesome. I, I really like the, um, I think they call it the, the grammar of design. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? That's what Seiko yeah. calls it. That's mm-hmm. their verbiage for it. Right, for, for the, how they, they uh, created this, this case. Because it has these really large faceted lugs. Yep. And I, I love that. The case is very angular. It looks yeah. like, like muscular almost. That's what I like right? about it. It's, it's not smooth. It's not, it's a, but it's also not like, there's not like, like a, 
like a block either. It's no, like a, it's, it's like a, a kuntash, you know? Yeah, yes. like a, like, yeah, like a Lambo. Like yeah. A there we go. Just, yeah, because there's something that's that's like it's very sporty very elegant, about yes. it, but it's still very elegant. Yes. 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 yes, yes. They actually just released. You know what's funny? Let me tell you how life is so relative. So mm. I seen a 2022 lamborghini countach and it was the same exact color as that yeah the new yeah the one you saw oh yeah 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 yes. so, so lamborghini came out well i guess they unveiled it a couple of days or maybe like a week ago yeah yeah it's literally like this super light brown color it's crazy and he sent it to me and i was like what the fuck is this wow. he's like it's a new countach so i went on the lamborghini website and i was like oh it actually wow. is a exactly wow. that color it's crazy wow. it's super light brown yes check that yeah there's a there's something i want to share about this the, about at this at this circa man yeah of course in this circa of um seiko timepieces or grand seiko timepieces if you notice on the case on like the case back here this for you so my 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 70s grand seiko, grand seiko? that yeah. i had service this piece here this isn't a plate this is actually like a like a specific Japanese paper and when I got my piece service it came off mm. and it it, it basically stripped the value of the timepiece yeah. Oh. yeah or it made it cooler so now you can charge more for it when you decide to get rid of it now the thing is this if you look at if you look at this case back and it's and, and it validates my point is because if you look at the case back you see a little bit of that the Japanese paper kind mm. of like it wants to rise like maybe there was like some kind of like it's a little wrinkle like maybe like when you're wearing it if there was heat or Mm -hmm. maybe the previous owner sweat or something got under this and i was so bummed about it because you know i love it and i don't think i would ever part ways with it but if i ever wanted to gift it or you know sell it that would be something i would have to explain Yes, of course. I understand. Because, yeah, like, yeah. if that's missing, like, this is, like, the true value. Did they give it to you? No, no, no. It had, no, no, it had the original um, case you, back. Yeah, so you're saying when it came off, did you get it back? When it oh, when finished? I got... There's no way you could get... It was, like, it tarnished. It just lost in the sauce? No, it's tarnished. Like, like, like mm. dissolved. I got it back, yeah. but it's, dissol- it's oh. like... It's so disheartening. Oh, oh, man. So now I have to, like, now that's I have it. to own it. But you can yeah. you can well, see you, it and you, you can feel a, it. And now yours is just unique. That's all it is. It's the same with like that tropical. It's all about how you thing. talk about it. It's all about yeah. how you romance. It's right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it's it's but my so my seventies Grand Seiko is exactly like that, and I love it. So I know what you like when yeah. you look at mm-hmm. that, and I love it. So I know what you like when yeah. you look mm-hmm. at that piece. Yeah. What kind of joy it brings you? It, how, no, so it's also high beat movement. When mm-hmm. um, I thought that was really cool. Yes, you know, especially comparing it uh, to the Pepsi, which is a much slower ticking mm-hmm. um, secondhand. And I, I thought that was so cool watching it just sweep around. Yes, it, it was. Yeah, it's really definitely cool. one of my favorites. Really cool. This what's cool about the high beat movements too is because I have a I have a GP vintage the high beat. The minute you pick it up, it starts ticking. Oh yeah, it's ready to go. Yeah, yeah. this is a manual wound. Mm. So and it's oh, it's broken. I'm sorry. Oh my bad. I'm like yeah. winding it. I yeah, hear yeah. it. Like it wants hit, to do something. It wants yeah. to do something. It's like, like it's, a, it's like that car is about and, to turn over. Yeah, yeah, and it breaks. These these break a lot apparently. Mm. Um, mm. I'm I'm actually going to send this to uh, yeah, Grand to Seiko. Service, yeah. yeah. Oh good. Right now, yes. You know what? Send it to Grand Seiko. See what the quote is. I have a guy. Everybody's right. got a guy. Oh, yeah. I got right. a guy. Right. Um, so <laughs> I want to I want to mention another detail about this sure. dial too that we didn't share. So it has that crazy. 
honey, light brown, cinnamon-ish patina to it. The hour markers and the hands have black lacquer in the middle. Uh-huh. I noticed that. Uh-huh. Fire. Uh-huh. Yes. Uh-huh. Fire. The contrast is great. It's good. It matches the uh, the high beat stamp. Yeah. What would that dial? What color would that dial have been before it's um? It was probably silver. silver. It only it came silver, 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 silver. It only came in two colors. Silver and champagne. Yeah. Silver and black. Oh wow. Yeah, this is silver. You can. You yeah, can tell. it's definitely silver. Yeah, yeah. It just went through and it. Because you gotta remember, dials. Ninety-nine percent of dials even. that's the coolest thing about it though when you recognize that you realize whoever owned this watch and this is the beauty about vintage watches right is silver for sure the the the, uh part of the lure part of the luster is just the curiosity who owned this yes what they do with it how they wear it yeah what the hell were they doing what were they doing this is someone who was outside a lot yeah definitely the sun (laughs) why this watch in the sun right yeah might have been the only watch um, do you own currently Um, do you know uh, this here is really my my collection for the most part okay yeah yeah um the g-shock the g-shock was the last watch i i purchased i purchased this right um at the last qualifying event. This is the 2100. The Cassio. The Cassio. I think everyone on this. You have this one. Panel owns this. Yeah, no, so the, the one, that, the one that, that I have is custom. It's custom down. Yeah, the, the paint splatter. Yeah, yeah, mine has the, the, the quote unquote Tiffany blue yeah, yeah. paint splatter. Yeah. It was a gift. From yes. from Ashwin. I appreciate it very much. I Thank you, Ashwin. A long time. Yeah, I like that one. We gifted our that producer. That, um, oh, actually, yes. We gifted this same watch to uh, Ashraf. Ashraf has this, though he put it in uh, his is in in now uh, the in the, uh, cat, in the Royal Oak mod. It's in the Royal uh, the uh, yeah the Royal Oak mod. Oh so, yeah, yes. So he's wearing he's actually wearing he's wearing, right wearing, right he's wearing now, his so we'll Black Oak mod. We'll show you oh, afterwards, wow. but he's here. Yeah, he's toss it over here. I'll catch it. Um, there we go. <laughs> he, he, he threw it to Rashawn and shout out he for, did the, not uh, catch it. for the for the uh, the wrist check bloopers. Yes. <laughs> yeah, this is an interesting one. Yeah, so same yeah. watch, but then that black oh, case wow, is the same one really person. Good. And oh, so wow. he's got the the uh the steel case as well. Yeah. As this PVD. Yeah, he has a silver, this one's like black PVD. It's cool actually. Like and he it. also has the the iridescent crystal to go over it too. Yeah, he's That's got the real fire. Oh, he's got wow. options. Yeah. This man, this man wow. could probably make Does a it all. different variations of Cassio. This is cool. Yeah, yeah it's it's a really point. I always see, I always see it on Instagram. I'm always like, they're pretty good. Yeah, they're yeah. Really cool. If you ever want to like do like a low key upgrade, yeah, just get the case. Just to get go the over case. It. Yeah, it's, it's the cool. easiest way to get but, it. But um, we are big G-Shock fans. Yes, we love G-Shock. Mm-hmm. Um, we're on the hunt Cassio. for at least four Bamford editions. Yeah, they took them down off the Hodinkee. Well, Dover Street Market next Friday from today supposed to drop. So for we need retail? to get on it. Yes, one eighty. So we need to get on it. I'm not paying above retail. No, one eighty. Well, <laughs> Danny got one. He only paid one sixty. The G-Shock store in West Broadway has them at one sixty, but the website says a bug eighty. Which is crazy. They have them now? Mm. They had them when he went. Because they posted on Instagram. That's when they got them in the store. They're not right. in the store anymore. But if anyone's listening, we need at least four. Please. Thanks. Five. Because Curtis needs one now. Um, <laughs> yes, five. But you got one of my favorite watches. I think this is this is the model that uh, kind of brought G-Shock back. Yeah, yeah I, I, think of, it, I think it got them, you know. It, it got them a lot again. of attention. Yeah. Uh, people, this is a beloved uh, reference that they do. Uh, and this colorway is awesome. Um, what's the story with this one? Um, 
so you know I like I like what you had to say about um, uh, in your Hodinkee article about uh, Pharrell. I think you said oh, Fer- yes, Pharrell yeah, inspired yes. you with G-Shocks, right? Yes. And I remember you know being a kid and seeing Pharrell was a style icon. To Can me. I pause you for yeah, one second? Yeah. He referenced my Hodinkee article. I I seen that. <laughs> <laughs> You can continue, yes. Curtis. Yes. So, I, <laughs> yes. I, yes. I remember seeing uh, Pharrell wear the diamond encrusted oh, yeah. G Shock. I remember Fact. that. And the Lil Wayne. Yeah. And Bala. Yeah. Fact. And I remember seeing that and being like, all right, okay. I think, I think right. it was Wayne that had the purple joint, and that's the one that I really fell he, in love with. He bust, you know what he did? He bust down the big G Shock. Pharrell Wayne. did it. Pharrell yeah. did it first. Wayne bust yeah. down yeah. the big G Shock. Yeah. Pharrell was, Pharrell really was a pioneer in yes. terms of watch culture because mm-hmm. Pharrell um, and I got to I, I got to work semi closely with him I used to uh, manage his wholesale business for being a boys vice cream. I have no problem talking about that publicly yes uh, but occasionally when I would see him in the office um, he was always wearing a watch and at that particular time he was a big G-Shock and AP guy mm. yes and he had a Royal Oak before I knew what a Royal Oak, Royal Oak was. Yes. And I was like, what the hell is this? Yeah. But we always went crazy for the G-Shocks because he had them bust down. It was like, oh, this is crazy. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And uh, that's what started my love affair with, with G-Shock. Him and Bape. Oh, for sure. Yeah, Bape is what did it for me. For really? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I remember those Bape G-Shocks. I mean, I'm wearing an ice cream sweater now with the, you know, with the truckers. Truck hat, yeah. like that is that's for real. That's, that's for real. Yeah, that's that's like the DNA. He made that the trend. Yeah, he really like, did. But I think you know, and we said this before too. You know, all credit due to to, to Casio for consistently uh, producing timepieces for literally everyone. Yeah, that just do what they're supposed to do. Mister G, Mister Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a crazy line. It is. Mm-hmm. And now they have Edifice. Yeah. Which is crazy. I actually, um, I'm going to say it here first, even though I'm going to wait a while to show them off. I got two G-Shocks on the way. I know you do. Sure. So <laughs> I'm excited to show those off. But, they're but you were saying uh, yeah. Pharrell influenced you. With yeah. The, the... Um, so uh, I, I've always liked G-Shocks as well. Yeah. I had a few when I was younger. But, you know, you start learning about watches. You, you move away from the digital. Start getting into mechanical. And then Instagram is showing you yeah (laughs) it's crazy how these like in people with like insane collections and who it seems like have infinite amounts of money are rocking rocking. casio 2100s yeah yes 2100s fire yeah Yeah. so i saw the all blacked out one i was like okay that's pretty cool not really readable but really cool Mm -hmm. and um i was competing in uh, russia and on my way back I was in uh, the Istanbul airport. I don't know if you guys have ever been there. It's an insane airport, really yeah. big, lots of noise, lots of shops. And I'm walking past a, a G-Shock counter, and I'm like, mm, let me just take a look what they got. And I, I see this watch, and I'm like, I just, I just looked it up to see like what, what the uh, price was. Sorry, no. <laughs> what the price was. Um, $120. Yeah. <laughs> discontinued. US. Oh, really? That's what I read. Mm, They're wow. discontinuing this color. And I was like, I should probably just buy it right away. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. so I just bought it right there at the airport. Wow. Um, yeah, and I, I, I never, I never have a, a real sport piece, something sure. I could really, really fence in, something yeah. I can get wet. Um, you know, a lot of guys tell me they, they, they bring their watch to the shower. I've never done it in my life. You it's did been it with that though. Yeah, it's been yeah, really nice, exactly. like you know, yeah. experiencing that. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it never has to leave your person. It, it never really has to. Yeah, you keep it on you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
it's like you know you're 24 7. but g-shot really does make the perfect sports watches yes yeah. mm-hmm. I mean, you can do Perfect. everything with them yes. there's so many options you can find something that fits your style yes you can get creative you can get funky and that's kind of the appeal right they're just fun. yeah i and think g-shocks are a right passage also i would agree absolutely yeah and then mm-hmm. but what i love about them mainly is that they for me at least they remind me about what i love about watches in yes. general and that's not to take it too seriously yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. Like, which is fun. You know, it's fun to get into the mechanics and the history, and I enjoy that. But then it's also nice to just slap it on and just be like, "Damn, that's a really just a cool watch." Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and and that does something for me too. Um, so we've got the last piece here, and uh, this happens to be one of my favorite brands. This is a Tudor. Uh. This is a Tudor with a fluted bezel. Yep. <laughs> this and thing is a, beautiful. And a Rolex case and crown. Absolutely. So the, the crown I had to unfortunately replace. Okay. So this was my first vintage piece. Really? So actually, my second watch. So I went from this to this. this you went from Gucci to Tudor. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, wow. So. Let me see this. Um, and this is a watch I think that you wear this pretty often. Yeah, I, I this gets a lot of wrist time. Yeah, I, I wore that probably for years daily, um, up until the G Shock. Really, um, I only haven't been wearing it because I, I couldn't find it. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> found it today. Like, I, I found it today for you guys. That's it. But where, where was it? Like, where'd you find it? One of the drawers. Right in a box that I left it in. <laughs> oh my gosh! In plain sight. I, I couldn't believe That's it. That's where it's so over. It's covert. You know, because I was like, I was getting an outfit together, and I was like, man, I really want to wear that blue watch, man. And then like, <laughs> like I go in his box. I'm like, wow, that's the that's the, that's the first place this whole time. Yeah, <laughs> the first place it should have been. You know, yes. and, wow. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> so um, that was my first vintage piece. It was an eBay pickup, and um, you know, I spent all the hours online researching everything, like what's supposed to be there. Mm-hmm. And I, I I saw this price pretty low, maybe. Another sub five hundred price. Wow! And, uh, and how long ago was this? Yeah. Okay. What a year, two years ago? No, no, no. This was a while ago. Really? This it had ago. to be. Yeah. This is a while ago. This is a while ago. Was it before COVID? Well, before COVID. It's like, okay. like at least four. Well, yeah, you went from Gucci to that. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. This, yeah. this is sure. probably like twenty four years ago, five years ago. This is yeah, late sixties, early seventies. I think it's late sixties. Yeah. Um, one of the things I keep preaching to people because I'm a big Tudor fan about like these oyster dates, these Prince oyster dates. So these are, these, for a lot of us, if we're lucky, these will be pieces that we own that we'll live to see become centennial pieces. Yeah, I think so. almost there. Yeah. That's, what, that's my point. Yeah, exactly. Right? So you talk about like another 30 years, 20, 30 years. You got a hundred year old piece. A lot of yeah. these, you have a hundred year old watch. Yeah. Yeah. And obviously we know the value for dollar is there. But the upside is huge, especially for Tudor. Mm, yes. And um, one of the things I spoke about, it didn't. It didn't um, me and me when when I interviewed with Nora for the Hodinkee article, we talked about a lot of things. Not everything made the article, but one of the things that we did talk about uh, at length was discovering how Tudor was always an homage brand yes. to Rolex, and how the Oyster date. And the oyster, the, the prince oysters, or the oyster princes, were an homage to the oyster case. Yes. And when you compare 
uh, a Tudor oyster case to a Rolex oyster case, there are there are subtle differences. Yeah, they're a little more exaggerated, mm-hmm. which is kind of interesting. If you compare it side by side, um, th- that's only more noticeable when it's not on bracelet. Yes, you notice it when it's not on bracelet, and they're beautiful. Um, the cool thing about this too, in addition to the fluted bezel, is that it has a real shield. Yes. It's not printed. Yep, it's an applied shield. It's applied. Shield. It's applied. I wish they still did this. I'm yes. a big fan. This is a beautiful timepiece. Thank you. Thank you. Is that like a is that like a linen? I haven't seen it yet. Is that like a linen dial? What's the? I think it's just no, silver. just, just silver. Straight silver, silver, silver like burst. Straight silver. Right, it's literally a, it's a Rolex. It just has two of your own issues. Yeah, you know, it's funny because when I, when, I, when I got it, I got made fun of all the time. Like, what is that? Is that a Rolex? No, it's a Tudor. And all, all the, you know, they, they didn't know better. They're like, oh, so fake Rolex, right? So, <laughs> I'm like, all right. And then what? this is before the, the Tudor brand was, you know, resurrected here in the sure. U.S. Exactly. And then all of a sudden now Tudor's popping, right? Super popping. Yeah. And people are like, yes. oh, like you were ahead of the game. Like, yes, yes. I know. So, yeah. <laughs> the crazy thing is, right, today... You can still get an Oyster Prince, nice. a Prince Oyster Date, an Oyster Date. There are different variations. You can still get these watches for sub 3K. Mm-hmm. You can get like two of your mini subs. Right? Which is an incredible mm-hmm. deal. I'm telling people all the time. I personally think these watches at some point are going to become incredibly valuable. The oh, font yeah. on the date is also fire. Mm-hmm. It's real good. As Tudor today, modern Tudor has become more renowned. Yes. Especially in the States more household, mm-hmm. these are going to yeah. rise astronomically oh, in sure. value. And, they and just, you've seen it with some models, right? Like we've yeah. seen it with Tudor sub models. Um, we've seen it with the um, Rangers. The old Rangers. And we've seen the it with place. the home plate. Yeah. Yes. Right? And you're going to see it. You're also going to see it with modern Tudors. Yes. I think the Pelagos. Obviously, the something. I think, yeah, one hundred percent. That's something that's going to be incredibly valuable one day. Yeah, I personally think Black Bay Fifty Eights. Right now, they're, you know, incredibly. Uh, they're easy to come by. You do have to wait if you want one at retail. Like, that's not pre-owned, um, but you will get one. Mm-hmm. Um, but we also have to keep in, in mind that Tudor produces uh, under two hundred and fifty thousand pieces a year. Yes. So how many is and I'm sure quite a few allocated towards black bays. Yes. Right? But still a tutor versus Rolex which produces a million a year. Yes. Far less. So at some point when they decide that we're done with BB fifty eights, yes. You're gonna want to have one in yes. your collection if you're collecting. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. Um this is an incredible piece. What is what 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 was it about that how did you come across this piece? What was it? So, you know, um I, I really understood where I was as a collector mm. and I, I wanted to kind of give myself each step of the way right so I, I did the Gucci watch because I wanted the fashion watch and I wanted sure. something that I know I didn't I didn't ever have to service right it's okay. a 28824 movement never got to worry about it yeah. and if I do it's cheap alright but when I went to vintage I was like oh okay it's kind of like a like a vintage car the maintenance costs can be prohibitive even if you find uh, a, a good, good deal watch, yeah. right so when I when I came across Tudor, I was like, "All right, this has all the 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 bells and whistles, but it's using Ada parts, so it's cheaper mm-hmm. to get to get the parts if I need it repaired." Um, 
and it's just really that much more reliable because of that. Yeah. Um, I've I've actually serviced it once, and I've never had to had any issues with it. So um, um, those kind of just made it make sense to me as a first vintage piece to buy. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I also didn't mind the small size. It's funny, like oh, a lot of my friends will see that and be like, "Is that a woman's watch?" I'll put it on. And like this is too small. It's what a thirty-six. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. a thirty-six. I have a vintage Oyster Prince. Mine's is a thirty-four. Yeah, my own makes a thirty-four. I put a thirty-four millimeter on uh, Chilean the other day, and I was like, I actually could do a thirty-four millimeter, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, can, I mean, I wear the 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 largest watch I own millimeter uh, width wise is a forty-three. Yesterday I was wearing my vintage GP as a 34 millimeter. Like you can have a range, and we talk about this. Yeah. So it all mm-hmm. depends on. Uh, it depends on the aesthetics of the watch, right? Lug size, yeah. lug width, the shape of the case lugs, shape case, shape. case shape too. As well. But also like the shape of your wrist, yes, plays a factor, and that's mm-hmm. why it's so important to try watches on. Yes, yes. yes. You know, I had an experience recently because um, you guys mentioned Paul. Um, Paul maybe try on a diamond watch um, because he, you know, they had the uh, Audemars. Uh, oh, sure, yeah. How much did you love it? You know, it was one of those things where you you, you, you judge people. You talking about Paul Lerner? Uh, Paul from uh, Phillips. Um, I'm going to pronounce his last name wrong. So it's with B. So we, oh, Bushtrips. Yeah. Yes. Um, also a very great Paul. Yeah. We know a lot of great ones. <laughs> shout out to Paul. Yeah. Shout, shout out to, to all Paul. the Pauls. Shout, 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 shout out to all the Pauls. Well, Paul Lerner is a friend of the podcast who is close with Paul uh, Bushtros. I think I pronounced his last name correctly. If not, I'll reach out to him and apologize. Uh, but they're close, and we met uh, them together. So very familiar with oh, Paul. Oh, wow. So two Pauls right there. Wow. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, you know, you, you see these uh, diamond watches sometime, and you're like, all right, I, I don't think, even if even if I had the money, I was a king, I don't think I'd wear that. That's Fuck that, I would. <laughs> as soon as I put it on the wrist, man, it all made yeah, sense. It's a lesson in life. It's all about perspective, right? On it the is. table, it's one thing, but you put it on your wrist, it, it all makes sense. That totally happened cool. when you tried on the, well, when you were wearing the Rainbow Daytona. It did. You go, I, did, <laughs> yeah, I, I can I, do this. No, he goes, yeah, he, this, do is, this, is, this is praying, I quote. He goes, you know, um, he goes, I didn't think I was a diamond guy. This is kind of nice. <laughs> it's kind of yes. nice. It's kind of yeah. nice. You know, Not going to lie. I was wearing a Rainbow tra- Daytona. I was wearing a tracksuit, you know, it's a full yeah. diamond That's bracelet and everything. And I was like, no, That's this is the best way to do I, it. I could do this. I could yes. do this. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Is that something that would ever be on your radar? I never thought so. Yeah, if, if if I if I can afford it, yeah, I'm mean, I'm gonna have to. I have to. Now now I know what it feels like. But also yes. speaking of which, I think uh, AP much like Rolex um, does diamond setting very well. Oh right. yes, all right. They do it very well. Very well. And when you get to experience that, if you're lucky enough, you get it. Oh yeah, you get it. And um, long been a critic of Rolex and. I've come around. <laughs> <laughs> so, Rolex, if you're listening. We'll all take Rainbow Daytona's. We'll all take we'll Rainbow Daytona's. <laughs> <laughs> Disclaimer, we'll take Rainbow Peace. <laughs> yes. Um, no, that's, that's, that's fantastic. You have, uh, you have an amazing collection, my man. Thank you. Uh, Thank you. You've got an amazing story. I'm curious. 
Uh, what's on the horizon for you in terms of watch collecting? So, what are you looking at? So now at this point, I'm I've been really patient. I haven't I haven't really bought anything. This I, I can't count, but um, I don't know. You know, I I, I had a nice visit at Analog Shift recently. Um, okay, that's where yeah, we, that's where we met. we met, right? And after trying on all those Cellinis there, it, it kind of like shifted my my focus on these kind of like how do I put these in words? I guess these really unusual dress sport watches that mm-hmm. Rolex is doing with yes. um, the the Cellini line. Mm-hmm. Um, so that wood one. Yeah, that would down. That would down. Yeah, the gold one. Too. Yeah, yeah that, Dana, I think posted a video with that. Yes, that she model. did. Yeah, yeah. And it was yellow. It's a yellow gold yeah. square case. Yeah, wood down. Well, the uh, the Rolex did amazing uh, square case Chilinis. They have yeah. a, a number of them. That's the print. That's the prints. The seventies through the eighties. Mm-hmm. That's pretty prints, incredible. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm looking at those right now, and just just looking at things kind of unusual in that area. I'm also. Um, I, I want something with a mesh bracelet, um, mm. uh, like a vintage gold watch with a mesh bracelet. As I'm starting, Patek is good for that. Patek is very good. As for I'm that. starting to realize, um, if I ever wanted that, it, it, it's going to be less likely I get it in the future because mm-hmm. um, you, you can't even really commission that to be made. It'll be so yeah. ridiculously expensive. They don't. There's they don't a, make there's those. There's a lot of Calatravas though, like. 70s Calatravas that have mesh bracelets, solid gold too, and mm-hmm. people are looking at them right now. So the That's the the, the, the right. 70s right. Patek era. Patek era is pretty incredible. Yeah, there's, mm-hmm. a, there's so many because you know like those obscure oddball pieces. They have a lot of them. Yep. You know what I was gonna say? Um, you know I think people kind of give a lot of flack to let's say like Grand Seiko for example. Mm-hmm. Because it feels like they produce a new watch every single week. And it goes, new watch, new watch, new watch, new watch. But if you look into the archives of, let's say, a Patek Philippe, they have an extensive line of Calatravas. Mm-hmm. They have an extensive line of gondolos. Yeah, they do. They have an extensive line of even timepieces that are now retired where like, they experimented so much that you know you're looking at like how did these guys do this much volume yeah Hmm. you know what i mean because now you're seeing pieces pop out of the woodworks and you're like wait i've never ever seen this before i didn't think of this and it's like that's very similar to what a brand like grand seiko is doing now i think to much i think patek and grand seiko have some similarities in terms of fanfare yes when you're invested in a brand like Patek, you're invested. Yes. Like for those guys that are like, if you have a gondola, you love Patek. Let's yes. be honest. Because yeah. that's not the piece that, that's not, that's not the line that guys are going for. No, but it's crazy because the history of the gondola is kind of nutty. No, I'm sure. Like if it, you get into it, you're absolutely. like, Absolutely. Yes. Cool but you have to want to. Because yes. for a lot of guys, especially today, it's, it's you know, you, you want to Patek because you want to Patek. Yes. But when you understand who Patek is, um, it means something different. And I think for collectors, it's very similar. Patek is a brand that's actually, I think, probably has more similarities in terms of fanfare uh, to a Grand Seiko. Yes. Than a brand. It's, like, a, little, it's a little culty. It, sure. it is very culty. It is culty. Yeah. You know a question that I have to pose, and I find this to be very weird, that <laughs> the, most, the most artistic or icon or like, 
can be iconic pieces in like a line like a Patek. So like, for example, a gondolo isn't the most desired, but it has the most interesting story. The same as like a Rolex Cellini has actually the most interesting story because it was named after a yeah. Renaissance artist. And when you look at the Cellini line, it's all art. Moon phases, exhibition case backs, precious yeah, metal, like yeah. all these kind of things that Even like the time only pieces are. Amazing. But step outside well, they do of a Cellini dual time, I know, right? The Cellini moon phase, exactly. the, the moon is a piece of meteorite. A meteorite. Yeah, yeah, the, like, the night yeah. sky is enamel, yeah, and the stars are pure silver. How well? I won't say we. How are people not appreciating that? Well, this is gonna. You not gonna like this, but <laughs> it's the hype. Right? What has the hype right now? It's, the, it's that the sports watches. So that's what people care about. There's, I don't even. I don't want to sound like an asshole and say a lot of people don't have taste, but a lot of people don't have taste. But also, they're following they're, a mentality. You're right. Special person uh, to want to dive into vintage. Yes. To want to dive into pre-owned. Yeah. The idea of like pre-owned or vintage still turns people off. Yeah, yeah. I want to use someone watch. else's yeah, used yeah. item. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, whereas we view it differently. You know, it's it's you like it's cool. You mean You think it's cool because it's it's uh it's you know it's like when we buy like vintage jeans or anything like that. It's like you can tell it's been lived in. Someone's yeah. in the work. They've broken it in for you. Yes. They did the work. Yes. You know, I there was a time where I only wanted to wear raw denim and then. I got older and I realized annoying. I don't want to do all that. You don't want to do that. I got a pack pair of washed used denim yes. uh, that looks amazing and it feels like I've owned it for 20 years because someone did. Yes. Um, but that's a, an area that you graduate to. And I feel like what you're experiencing right now with hype in watches is a lot of newbies. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Yes. You know, it's I don't think there's same. anything wrong to want to experience something that is yours. Yes. You want it. You get it. it. Belongs to you. No one else had it. Let's 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 dive in here, and then let's move on from there, and then get into into vintage. And I think a lot of the people that we see that we know, um, much like a, a, a Danny or or even uh, a Frank, um, who have had the opportunity to purchase new modern watches, have then taken a step back and said, "Hmm." Vintage. Yeah, there's still a charm. What does it have that. to offer? Yes. And then you get in there and you know it's a whole nother rabbit hole. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Right. And then the and the thing too is like you all know I'm a Patek fanboy, so I'm gonna sound like a fanboy right now. But to come to the defense of it, like you were saying, they experimented so much in the past that what kind of makes that stuff cool is that Patek doesn't make a lot of watches, right? They never did. Back then, they made far fewer than they do now. Mm -hmm. So the crazy, weird, experimental stuff that you see is exactly that. There's not a lot of it to go around. No, there isn't. So it's it's legitimately rare. Yes, you might find variations. It's a lot of it's a lot of protects in yeah. people's junk drawers. Yeah, but you won't find the exact the mm -hmm. exact same yeah. thing. Yes. So we touched on a lot. I think we have one last thing to talk to you about. You want me to say it? Please. The Kurt coin. The Kurt coin. <laughs> oh, yes. I'm sorry. Yes. The Kurt coin. That we're, is, yes. We're bringing it back to the metaverse. I'm, I'm sorry. Leaving, I'm officially leaving the conversation. I'm sorry. So, yes. You know what? Yes. I'm glad. That, <laughs> yes. Because I was like, I was like a deer headlights. I was like. <laughs> 
the Kirk coin. They gonna put some Jeopardy music over there in the edit. Well, so um, you know, for anyone that that has been listening or has been viewing us on YouTube, obviously you guys know that I am big on the the metaverse. I always joke about it. The metaverse, cryptocurrency, NFTs, mm-hmm. all of those kind of things. Understanding that it is the future. It's inevitable for me. I believe it to be so. Now, am I expert? No. Have I invested? No. <laughs> so do you believe no, there's a lot of disclaimers here? <laughs> Wait, but 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 see, the thing is that I don't. I'm someone that also accepts the inevitability. Now. You know, maybe I should stop buying watches and maybe I should buy crypto. I don't I don't know. Get a house in the metaverse. That's a stupid dog. I won't I won't tell you to do that. <laughs> right I mean now. listen, but I have over fifty watches, so maybe I can stop buying watches a for a little watches, bit. Curtis. I have a lot of watches. Just sell some watches, get some Kirk coins. There you go. There you go. We'll we'll talk about that off camera. <laughs> um, but I wanna I wanna get your perspective on it because I think it's the future. I don't know where, I think I know where these guys stand, but I'll let them speak on that part. So my, my, my perspective on the cryptocurrency, just like metaverse. Just, yeah, how, so how, how, Kirk, how did Kirk come Yes, please tell us about Kirk, Kirk coin. Okay. Yeah. Kirk coin is a ERC-20 token. Um, so it's, uh, it's a cryptocurrency that, is, uh, that uses Ethereum as a, as a blockchain. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I created it. Um, in December before the Olympics, because uh, my my thought was um, I had a lot of time, you know, during a pandemic to, to learn something, right? So um, all my friends were into cryptocurrency, Bitcoin, and stuff. They they couldn't explain it to me to get me into it, and uh, I had time to do the research now for myself. And oh, the the bug hit me, man! I locked myself up in a room for like two weeks straight and just was watching YouTube video after YouTube video for hours on end, right? And then I was like, okay, I, I, I'm seeing something here, right? Um, so then I thought, like, what what can I do um, to benefit from this? Like, how can I, you know, I can invest, right? But what else can I do? Can I create my own protocol? Um, and, and I found that it was possible. It wouldn't be that difficult. Um, the idea was that I'd be able to use a digital asset in my likeness to maybe hedge against the risk of a, a sponsorship. So let's say a sponsor didn't want to give me a certain amount of cash. Okay, buy my currency then. Mm. You know, that was, that, was, that was my first thought. Yeah. Um, other thoughts were like, okay, what if I was able to put my time on a uh, on exchange, right? So we, we know the price of uh, equities because it's on an exchange. It's going up and down every day. Um, what if... What if I provide my services as a coach, for example, or, or some kind of video analysis coach? And uh, in order for you to, in order for you to get that service, you had to redeem it through the Kirk coin. And Kirk coin is going to be on exchange. You had to get the, you had to get the coin, and yeah. whatever the price of the coin was, the price of the service essentially, because you had to mm-hmm. pay with the coin. Um, that was what I was thinking with that. Um, so I, I did some some fun experiments where like I kind of gave them out to some some kids in the community um, who always wanted some lesson or something with yeah, me. I was like, let yeah, yeah let them cash out, and then I'll, I'll do like a forty five minute video analysis session to like show me like uh, what their their fencing match, and I'll just break it down for them. And um, you had to like have a certain amount of coins in, in order to be able to do that. So that was kind of the, the experiments I was That's playing cool. with. It. Nice. That's really cool. So do you? F- 
Well, obviously, because you're invested in it and you, you know, you have your own um, kind of currency. What what does the future look like for the Kirk coin or even anything, anything beyond that? Um, you know, I'm still trying to see what, what I'm going to do with, with Kirk coin specifically. I, I started m- moving my attention more towards NFTs mm. um, because... The problem with currency is, and I'll, I'll make it as simple as this: Would you rather have LeBron's coin or LeBron's game-winning yeah. NFT highlight reel? Right. Yeah. Um, the you know most people are going to want the latter. And once I understood that, I was like, okay, the the currency it may it may work for something. I don't know what yet. I'm still still trying to think up through that. But for the Content for the everyday person mm-hmm. for your audience, it's going to be the NFTs. I think mm-hmm. that's that's my feeling. Mm-hmm. So if you're asking me what's next, I think when it comes to um, content creators, anyone that's um, creating any kind of content, uh, athletes, um, musicians, wh- whatever you're doing, I think um, NFTs are going to play a big role there. I think uh, we're, we're talking watches right now. Um, I think NFTs are going to play a role with watch. Um, authentication yeah, um, that, that was kind of my right. point before i mentioned that like yeah, we, with the uh, warranties and all exactly that right 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 um you we, we get um certificates now why why don't you just put it on a blockchain then you need to know for real that that certificate goes with that watch so yeah. it's only a matter of time before we start seeing yeah, stuff definitely. like that it's easier to have a transfer of ownership too you know I th- um, exactly and mm-hmm. then that then you know that person owns that watch just yes. the same we do with cars right yes um i saw bulgari did the uh the octo finissimo with the, right with the qr the code, QR code. Yes. Entity. so we're gonna we're gonna see a lot of stuff yes. like that i think um for sure i know uh um there's uh, a woman named uh, Chrissy Machinsky doing uh, uh, blockchain verification to make sure that the products are actually made in the places they're made. So in this case, America, uh, we're going to see a lot of stuff like that, I think, yeah. um, with, with blockchain technology. Um, I, I probably shouldn't be saying this, but I will. No, you have to say it. But I have to say it. I, um, it's still speculative. You yes, know? of um, course it is. And, yes. you know. And, and a lot of people, because I'm, you know, I'm deep in that world to some extent. Yes. And it's, it's kind of like fighting words a little bit. Yes. But, um, you know, these, these, these currencies don't necessarily produce anything. Yes. Um, so it's still, still speculative. I, you know? think, I think also to, to your point, because it is at this stage, um, you know, let's say, for example, the Matrix. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> We, you find in the matrix that, you know, there's, there's the two worlds are parallel. Being able to offer a physical service that then is traded in, you know, this blockchain, Ethereum or whatever, you know, this cloud, this abyss. Sure. That we want to call it to be makes it more tangible. And like you said, when you use someone like yourself. You know, a figure like yourself, a champion, an Olympian, you know, a LeBron James, a champion, an Olympian, a, a, a this, a that, using your likeness, wrist check pod, etc. Those kind of things. I think what's going to happen in the future is inevitable that we're going to move further and further and further away from reality. And that, you know, this thing will be all to like what we're seeing here. And what we're trying to like I hold think, on to I, I is going what to. I what you're saying, but I think it's. I think 
I think it's the opposite. I think the two become one. Okay, but uh, but then but then I, I is think that, that, that I think that reality and the metaverse or, or digital reality m- meld together into a place where neither one is distinguishable from the other. Ex- that's what that. Okay, yes, you conveyed the message the way that I wanted to. Yes, I and you won't be able to tell it apart. You will not be able to tell it apart. Yeah. I think that's the direction we're we're, we're headed in for sure. Yes. Um, and I think that's just kind of the natural progression, right? Mm-hmm. Like the singularity. Currently, we're in the metaverse, but in, in the four corners of our phone. Yes. Right. It's only a matter of time before we're we're, we're living in it. it. Yeah. We're in it, right? Yes. So. I know this clip should be an NFT when we when we when we become <laughs> when we're like pixelated robots, so <laughs> pixelated avatars. Um, I love this, <laughs> uh, Curtis. It's been a pleasure. Oh, yes. Man, this is amazing. Uh, <laughs> thank you for joining us tonight. Sit Such a pleasure. Couch. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Um, really enjoyed our conversation. The conversation off camera going to be even better. It's going to be great. <laughs> yeah, you guys are going to miss this. Uh, you are an Olympian. You are a champion. Uh, you're an amazing athlete. You're amazing to watch. Uh, and you're only just getting started. You're incredibly young with uh, an entire future ahead of you. I wish you much success. I wish you more watches. Because <laughs> <laughs> the two go hand in hand. Yes. And more gold. Uh, Lots of gold. really appreciate Lots you making diamonds. time for us tonight and, and, and joining us uh, on the couch. Uh, this was a very, very special episode. It was. And uh, I think one that will go down a risk check bot history. So kudos to you, sir. Yes. And, and many thanks. Uh, for those of you who are watching or listening, as a reminder, because I must, uh, you can find us on Instagram at Rich Check Pod. Uh, the same on TikTok for the children. Yes. Uh, <laughs> We're also on YouTube. You yes. can search us, Rich Check Podcast. Uh, make sure you give us a like, subscribe, uh, comment, and share. Uh, you can also find us on Google Podcast and Apple Podcast. Please leave us a five-star rating. Did I mention Spotify? Yes. I'll mention it again. You can watch us and listen to us on Spotify. If you so happen to have a smart television, um, you can view us in 4K on Spotify. Mm -hmm. And it's an incredible, luxurious viewing experience. The first time I saw one of my videos in 4K, I was like, what the fuck? Nice. That's really what I said. I felt famous. Yeah. And I was in my own home. (laughs) (laughs) So please like, share, subscribe, comment, uh, DM us. We're accessible. You can talk to us. We want to talk to you. Yes. Uh, Give us ideas if there's anything that you want to see that you haven't seen on the episodes. Anything you'd like us to talk about uh, or touch on. Uh, We are open. Please. Yes. Yes. And that does uh, does it for episode 32. Yep. You know we didn't forget. You what? forgot where you sh- where I forgot where we should mention where we may be. You oh may see us God. in the metaverse. You may see us in the metaverse. <laughs> you may see us in and the on metaverse. On that note, deuces. Peace. Peace. See you later. <laughs>